1: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. You and I are going to be doing a little experiment today. We're going to be going on a journey of a slightly different episode format. And what I mean by that is I typically write out scripts and I typically follow them pretty closely. But at the beginning of when I started this podcast, I didn't really do that. And I've just been lately missing the more conversational, casual discussions where perhaps what I'm saying doesn't sound quite as cohesive or quite as well-organized, but it's really more just kind of sitting down and having a conversation as two friends. Because one thing about being in the position that I am, the job that I have, is a lot of the time, I'm just sitting in my room by myself, like I am right now, recording something in silence, in my own company, and I never really think about what happens after that. And it still kind of doesn't fully click to me that there's someone on the other side listening. And, you know, I'm starting to get to this point with sort of the evolution of this podcast that I really do want to be focusing on forming community and even within my Patreon, having a really community-driven space. And part of that for me is having just sort of conversations that aren't necessarily perfectly worded or maybe I slip over my words and I always wanted to have that more casual tone and I still really like the more scripted ones because it feels like I can hit all the points that I want to hit. But today I just want to try something different and kind of just imagine that we're two friends sitting down for a cup of tea or going on a walk and just keeping each other company and we're having a good chat about life and about identity and What we'll be discussing today is essentially when we get to that point where we feel like certain aspects of who we are, who we're being, the character that we're playing are solid and rigid and unchangeable, if we can question that premise or if that premise is even really to our benefit. Now, where did this come from? A couple of weeks ago, I did a assumption sticker on Instagram and interestingly, I got a ton of responses that surprised me about what people kind of assumed about my personality, about who I am, about my preferences, etc. And it just got me thinking about like who really knows what the truth of who you are is because every single person that you come into contact with is going to have a different Way of perceiving you. And the way that they relate to you doesn't have to be the way that you relate to yourself. But I think sometimes we get to this point where we feel perhaps there is a disconnect between what we think about ourselves, what other people think about us. And I think sometimes, at least for me, I feel like I need to fix that. I need to be who other people expect me to be, I need to fit into that. Box that they want to put me in, whether that's intentional or unintentional, because you know, putting yourself into a box, I put out a sticker about this as well, isn't necessarily always a bad thing. I think we do it unconsciously to ourselves and others because we like to feel a sense of safety and belonging and consistency and familiarity. But I think for many of us in this space, based on a lot of the conversations that I've had, We get to this point where the box that we've put ourselves in or that somebody else has put us in or that we think somebody else has put us in is becoming uncomfortable. We're wanting to grow beyond it, but perhaps we're so unfamiliar with what that would look like or we feel so scared to do that or we feel that there's only really one box where we belong and to try to get outside of it is wrong. And so, we're going to be really questioning that premise today. Now, going back to what I meant by the assumptions thing and how that got me thinking about this, to be more specific, I grew up with a certain perception of myself, of course, which then, you know, collecting evidence and data from my surroundings, you kind of form what you believe to be your personality. And for me, what my personality, I guess my perception of what my personality is and who I am as a result of the experiences that I had were more in the realm of like outgoing, social, chatty, loud even. I feel like I felt that when I was in school. I also identify with more of an insecure type of personality and I tend to be pretty outspoken in my personal relationships and just these different things that when I read the assumptions were very different from what people actually assumed about me and there were quite a few people who assumed similar types of things. So to put it into context, I got a lot of assumptions that I was very introverted, that I was very like quiet and shy, that I let's see that I am a very kind, loving, soft, tender person which all of these aspects that people shared are parts of me. It's just that for some reason I felt that the other parts of me that I mentioned before were more valid or more real or more truthful or more authentic. But once I saw these assumptions, it got me thinking like, how did I come to decide that about myself? And who decides that to begin with? Who decides what the true version of me is? Who decides what the final version of me is. And ultimately, the result of that reflection goes very hand in hand with design your character because I really do believe that there isn't one final true concrete version of us. There are things that we can feel are authentic to who we are in a phase of our lives but not to allow those things to hold us into that identity if we feel that we want to move away from it. It also got me thinking about how much of who we are is influenced by what we authentically feel or who we want to be versus who someone else has told us we are or wants us to be. And so again, just to reiterate, this episode is going to be about discussing and questioning that premise that who you are who you're being, in other words, your identity, your personality, your preferences, even your gender, that those things are final, solid, unchanging, rigid, and that there's one true version of who you'll always be. And I always like to bring in visuals and analogies and what came to mind as I was kind of just reflecting on this premise and this kind of how this applies to life is I like to think of myself as just a ball of clay and we're given this opportunity in life in reality to constantly shape that ball of clay shape it reshape it add things to it take things away by making new choices expressing ourselves differently surrounding ourselves with new people trying new things thinking differently you know creating new ideas And that's the whole premise of reality creation is that you're the one with a ball of clay in your hand. But it's almost as if we're taught to place our little ball of clay that is us into somebody else's hands and then to allow them to be the one that shapes us and molds us. So it's like that self fulfilling prophecy where, you know, if you're told that you're something enough times, you eventually become it, which is why, you know, in childhood, being told, that you were one way, if you behaved in a certain way, can be so damaging to be on the receiving end of something like you're just disobedient or greedy or any number of things. Because I think at that point, we're the most malleable. Our ball of clay is the most available to be molded. And if we continue to be told these things, like you're A bad kid, you are greedy, you're disobedient, you're not smart, all of these things that we eventually believe to be true about us, then we can find ourselves in this place where not only we have all these negative perceptions of who we are, but also where we get to this point where we realize we haven't had as much say in what that ball of clay looks like now as we may have thought. And for me, what this manifested as was just getting to a point with my mental health where I just felt so disconnected from everything. I felt like I didn't really understand how I had gotten to where I was in life and who it was within me, what version of myself was making all these decisions because I really didn't like where I was. And, you know, the ways in which we are influenced by others in which our ball of clay is molded by others can be very obvious in what I mentioned people kind of labeling you in certain ways repeatedly or you know someone in your life trying to control you or dictate the direction of your life to tell you how to make decisions but it can also be a little bit more insidious and this is what I'm beginning to notice more recently and This has kind of been the whole reason that I've gone on this journey has been in the more insidious and indirect ways that I've noticed I shape myself to avoid being perceived in a certain way by others. So it's not necessarily that someone else is telling me what to do and then I'm shaping myself to that expectation. It's more so that I perhaps had an experience that was painful in life at one point, let's say from being excluded socially or from being on the receiving end of being judged or any number of experiences. And so then the way that I then shape myself and navigate the rest of my life is so that I can avoid that experience. And you'll hear me talk about this all the time, specifically with the fear of embarrassment that used to be such a big thing. I needed to be perceived as cool. I needed to be perceived as someone that didn't do anything outside of the box. But eventually, again, that all culminated into getting to this place where I realized I was so nervous and I was so embarrassed to do anything. I didn't want to run for the bus. I didn't want to mess up a coffee order and then be embarrassed. I didn't want to do anything that could potentially embarrass me and that meant that I I shaped my life in all sorts of different ways small and large. So I kind of see it as this process of we basically shave down if you go back to the clay example, we kind of shave off or push down important parts of ourselves in the hopes that it will make us more lovable, acceptable, popular, etc. And Again, we do this by gathering evidence and information about how our reality is influenced by our identity, our behavior, our decisions, etc. And then we adjust ourselves to that until we eventually feel that, okay, I've made this adjustment to my surroundings hundreds and hundreds of times. This is my personality. And even if it's something that we really don't like about ourselves... I just found myself getting to the point where I would say and I would notice other people saying like that's just who I am and I talk about this a lot so this may be repetitive but a lot of the times the main kind of not criticism but feedback that I hear about something like design your character where it's about being more playful with who you're being and your identity and the character that you're playing is that a lot of people feel that that or not a lot, but, you know, you hear it from time to time, they question whether that is kind of trying to be someone that you're not or trying to reject your current self. And I always say, first of all, who do you feel that the real true version of you is? Who decided that? And second of all, if there are aspects of that real true version that are detrimental to you or somebody else why not see if it's something that could be played around with and something that could be maybe not as solid as you really thought that it was and that's an open mindedness that i've experimented with and has really served me well and so all of these conversations are just about sharing that process and being more playful with who it is you feel you are and questioning that premise again of You are one thing and you can't ever change that. Because again, how can you possibly be one thing if, first of all, you feel one way about yourself, your parents feel one way about yourself, your siblings, everybody in your life has a different idea of who you are. So who really even knows what the real version is? You represent something different to every single person you've ever interacted with. So who is the one that decides? And how have you come to feel that playing around with that would be rejecting who you feel you really are? There may be foundational aspects that make you feel safe and make you feel belonging and that you feel are really important to you. And in no way is this process about trying to bring all of those things into light and try to change them and try to transform. When I talk about personal transformation, I'm always referring to within myself, the things that are causing tension in my reality is how I usually frame it, which means that maybe I notice this habit that I don't know where it came from, I don't like it, it doesn't feel good, it's causing me anxiety which is then causing me to not be as pleasant to others, and that's what it's about for me is playing around with that playing around with the aspects of my reality that I'm not having a good time with ultimately and then seeing how I can orient myself differently and seeing how I can experiment with that and what that will look like in the external world and let's talk about like another example of how we can begin to feel uncomfortable with the version of ourselves that other people expect us to be and how holding on to that and sustaining that discomfort can hold us back now a good example of this it's a very silly and simple example, but When I first started putting myself out there on social media, I had a great deal of anxiety and fear about what people from my high school would think. What people from my high school would think about the new version of myself that I was putting forth on social media, or not even new, what they would think full stop. And, you know, I really couldn't understand why I had that huge fear. Because again, I think a lot of that is coming from this place of it's
0: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com.
1: It feels unsafe to put myself out there knowing that people might judge me. And it's an illusion to me that I thought I could avoid that. Because no matter who I am, no matter what I'm doing, there will always be that. And that's okay. It's just who you are resonates differently with different people. And what I came to realize once I kind of went back and forth of do I want to do this or do I want to avoid this embarrassment was, listen, I'm not going to let people who, first of all, are not important in my life anymore and who I haven't seen in years, I'm not going to let their potential perception of me and potential judgment influence how I live my life. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to take the ball of clay back into my own hands and I'm going to do whatever I want to do and I'm going to accept that maybe that won't be well received by certain people who knew me as one version of myself. But again, going back to who knows the true version of you, it can feel uncomfortable and unsafe to evolve away from what other people think or expect of you, meaning for example, I felt that because I had evolved a lot since high school, this is, I don't know if other people feel this, but I worried that people would see me on social media that knew me in high school and would be like, what? Like, that's not who she was in high school. I was a big partier. I was, you know, I don't know. I don't even know where that fear comes from, but ultimately I just was worried about presenting myself as a different version of maybe who other people knew. And it's not that the version that I would have been presenting felt inauthentic. It's just that I could recognize that there may be a difference for people who knew me in one chapter of my life. But again, why would I maintain that version for other people when it's not who I feel I am anymore and it's not who I want to be anymore there are certain aspects of who probably every one of us in high school were being that we don't want to be anymore and it's not about writing off those things and saying that we were bad or guilting ourselves or shaming ourselves it's just like that was a different phase of life it's okay for me to move on it's okay for me to evolve away from this version that i other people know and expect of me and so yeah I think starting off this process it's it can be helpful at least for me to think of all of the things that I thought were solid about me but that don't serve me and what I mean by don't serve me that aren't adding value that aren't helpful that aren't supportive so It's okay to have solid aspects of yourself, at least from my perspective, foundational aspects that make my life enjoyable, that help me to connect with others, that are supporting my evolution, but what about the things that we think are just solid and unchangeable that are actually to our own detriment? Now, allow me to give an example. Something I would have said about myself in the past, repeatedly would have said, and You know, thought was just an essential vital part of who I am was that I'm bad with money. I'm bad with finances. I'm not organized. I am too avoidant, all of these things. Another one was I just don't like going to the gym. That's not me. That's not what I like. So, what happens then is I don't have any opening to evolve in either of those areas. Going back to the clay example, I just kind of let certain aspects of that. Sculpture sit there and they eventually begin to harden. And so, in the case of my personality, certain aspects of myself just sit there unchecked and unquestioned, and eventually we just assume that's just who I am. Now, it's my belief that it doesn't have to be this way. And going back to the examples I gave, being bad at finances, not being a gym goer, not being good at exercise, not being into fitness, first of all, being bad with finances, that is not going to help me. So at the very least, I can try to bring that to a more neutral perspective. I have always supported myself. I have always been okay. I've always had my needs met. Maybe I don't know all that there is to know, but I'm willing to learn. That is a much more open-ended, open open open-minded attitude than I'm bad, I always will be, and that's my personality. That's the end of it. Well, I wouldn't then take any action in my reality to try to rectify that because I'm acting on the assumption that this is who I am and it can't be changed. And the same thing goes with the whole gym thing or the whole exercise thing. I just didn't think that was who I was. And so... I didn't try to find any ways to make it enjoyable for myself, which of course you don't need to go to the gym, but for me, because I had this like weird block around exercise where I think that I did it in a way that was very punitive when I was younger and really didn't like that. And so therefore I just decided that I don't like the gym, but it's not that I don't like the gym. I just don't like the way that I was going about it. And What are the ways that I could open myself up to having a more enjoyable experience with my exercise routine? Because that ultimately is important to me. It's important to me to be healthy, to be vibrant, to have energy. And so yeah, I think being able to look at the things that we thought were solid and question whether or not those actually... Serve us and where they came from. Sometimes it's not even from ourselves. And then being able to find a little bit more neutral ground, or at best, have a more positive outlook on the situation and be able to identify a vision or a version of that statement that you've made about yourself that is actually more in line with who you want to be. And of course, identifying who you want to be comes with the understanding or the assumption that you are able to influence that and that it's not solid and it doesn't need to always be something that's changing if you feel good about where you're at you don't always need to be working towards something it can feel kind of good to just sit with who you are and sit with who you're being i always like to compare playing around with your character playing around with who you're being in your reality to being at a buffet If you're eating the same food all the time and you're loving it and you're enjoying it, then great, like keep doing that. But sometimes you find that even in small, tiny, tiny ways, you're craving something new. And so it doesn't have to be about massive personal transformation. It could be, hey, I don't like the way that I have conversations with people when I'm upset. I feel that I say things that I don't want to say and I would like to establish a vision for what that could look like and how that could result in healthier, more harmonious connections. Simple as that. So now I kind of want to talk about, you know, we talked a lot about why do we get to this point where we feel solid within aspects that don't really support our evolution or our expansion and then now I want to kind of talk about well what can we do about it what can we do to avoid this kind of calcification of certain aspects of ourselves in the future and what is a way to move forward and allow ourselves to be a little bit more flexible and flowy and free I think that there are a few things the first is to just give yourself permission to take back your own agency to take the ball of clay back into your hand, but to also recognize that regardless of whether or not you do that, people's opinions are still going to be there. I think sometimes with spiritual work, at least from my perspective, I made this like assumption that if I really worked on myself and I addressed some of the things that maybe were causing conflict with others or any number of things, that everything would be harmonious and no one would ever dislike me and no one would ever question me. I don't really know, I'm not going to say that's not true, but for me, I think it's less about trying to get to a point where you are harmonious with everyone and more getting to the point where you have complete harmony and safety within yourself that other people's opinions and judgments can still exist without you feeling like you need to abandon yourself. So you create kind of a buffer or a filtration system between you and the outside world where let's say someone projects onto you that you're a certain way, you're bad, you're mean, you're this, you're that. Well, it's not about completely rejecting that person's perspective because sometimes people can show us things about ourselves that we can't see. But it's about also asking, is that me? It's simple. I always ask that to myself. If someone's responding to something that I've kind of expressed in a certain way, whether that's on social media or in a conversation, being able to ask myself the question, is their response about me? Is what they're saying about me true? Do I believe that to be true? Sometimes the answer may be yes and you can be grateful for the fact that someone has given you the opportunity to see something within yourself that maybe you weren't aware of and maybe bring light to that thing and help you to reflect on it and To decide what you want to do with it, how you want to shape your little ball of clay. But then on the reverse, I think a lot of the time, what happens is what you're receiving, whether that's criticism, judgment, you know, projection, whatever it may be, it's not about you. The way that people perceive you is quite often more about them. And again, I want to be careful here in saying that, like, if you're going around being mean to everyone, then of course that's not. right thing to do and if someone highlights that to you that's a completely different scenario than if you're just authentically expressing yourself you're being yourself and maybe someone's laughing at you they're making fun of you they're saying that you're uncool or they're judging you for your decisions they're saying well you're disorganized you're this you're that asking yourself having that buffer of is that me and that way this like kind of self-fulfilling prophecy loop gets interrupted and you can cut that off because I do think that if you start to identify with that and you start to kind of bring what they're saying into your being and into your identity, then you inevitably kind of start to become that and sometimes that can not feel very nice and so being able to interrupt it, if you feel comfortable with people, to be able to have a real conversation and say, listen, that doesn't feel fair what you're saying and I'm open to having a conversation or to not. I think sometimes, going back to the energy drainers episode, sometimes we can let other people's perceptions and opinions of us exist without needing to do anything about them or without needing to respond to them. Because ultimately, if we do that, it's going to be an expenditure of our energy and we really need to question whether that's something that's worth it. So... What do I actually think the purpose of the outside world is in this whole experience of shaping your identity, designing your character, creating your piece of art with your little ball of clay? A lot of people use that phrase that the outside world is a mirror. I think of it more as potential. It's all of the potential expressions and possibilities and you are constantly, you may observe this in yourself, you're constantly kind of either identifying that something is separate from you or saying that it's like you and it's the same as you and you identify with it. Another word for this is resonating with. So you're resonating with certain aspects of your reality, whereas with others you're kind of saying that's not really me, that's not something that I resonate with, that doesn't really fit into my identity. So again, I think That the outside world is here to show you all of the possibilities of what you could be and how you could shape yourself. And again, the way in which you respond to that can influence you in different ways. So if in the outside world, someone is being really judgmental, you have the ability to shape yourself to become someone that really tries to avoid judgment. Or you have the ability to shape yourself as someone who is okay with that and who continues to express themselves and be themselves. So there is that element of choice in how you relate to that outside world and how you allow that to shape your reality. So it's almost like this sorting process where you're saying, "Yep, that's me," or "that's something that I would like to become," or "that's a version of myself that I could see existing in the future that I would like to move towards," or you're saying, "No, that's not me. I don't identify with that. That's not something that I want to experience more of," etc. And a good example of this that people talk about a lot, and I have a whole episode on this, is let's say you witness something that you admire in someone else or that you desire in someone else. Just pay attention to how you respond. If you immediately separate yourself from it, you'll likely feel jealousy or envy or even resentment. But if you identify with it and you see yourself in that and you observe the similarities between you and that person that you admire, you are no longer separating from yourself from it. You're seeing yourself in that person and you're seeing the potential of how that could look expressed within you. And that may feel like being inspired, feeling joyful, feeling energized by seeing something you admire in someone else. So I think that's it for today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed this more stream-of-consciousness kind of conversational style. You may not have even noticed a difference. To be honest, now that I finished up the episode, it feels like it was very similar because I did have notes, but I kind of like the fact that I just allowed myself to freestyle a bit. It felt really nice and Like I said, this podcast is always open to evolution, and so maybe that's something that I'll do more of in the future. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will see you next week.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.